This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Rosario's back. You can tell me all about how you poop in water. Yeah. Poop in the ocean. That was my thing. They're like, how are we all connected by water? I'm like, well, I poop in water. That was yeah. where my head first went. To. I've pooped in the ocean. It's quite freeing. You don't even have to wipe. It's a pretty it's li- I've done that too. That's I've done that before. <laughs> I've done that while I was surfing. It was a pretty liberating experience. Uh, are we rolling already? We're rolling. We're rolling. Oh, yeah. oh really? my <laughs> <laughs> water. <laughs> I had to. Open uh, for business, baby. I had to. Yeah. So, today... Hi. 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 We have our show regular on Mr. Troy Ganta. Ganta. Hey, and our new Should friend. I go to, I close my eyes? Yes, oh, it's good. Nice. That was good. That's Matthew Williams. Yeah. Does it matter, Matthew? Do you prefer? doesn't matter to me. This all right. is... It's, it's all family here. All right, we're so... We're all connected by water, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I got that right. How good. do you think we're connected by water? For me? Wow. Um, I could you can go, even speak philosophically too. I was going to say I was going to go philosophical yeah. because uh, it was one of those things that I, when I got my shit together, they said like, what what do you what do you see as a peaceful thing? And I just see like blue ocean and blue water. And mm-hmm. I remember the guy was just like, all right, when you feel like you're gonna fuck something up. I need you to go to that place, and I can, haven't. Can thought we curse? I, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry about that. I yeah, usually don't. Right. No, but you yeah, can. No, no, feel free. I, I, norm, I normally don't. We want your no. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna speak to the public on this too. If someone curses, please don't be shocked. Whatever, because I don't care. I don't give a shit. Let me say it that way. Oh wow, okay, no, I feel bad. All right, I did it. I said it. <laughs> Sorry, mom. But whatever. No, it's it's a free open forum. Okay. You know what I mean, I mean, we keep it light and fun and everything like that. We yeah. don't get too hardcore. But if you're in the middle of a thought train or something like that, I want you to be who you are. Yeah, okay. Don't ever stop that, please. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I'm, I typically don't curse that much, but sometimes that that definitely happens. No, that was appropriate. It was one of the. <laughs> it's very inappropriate. No, that uh, was appropriate. Oh, appropriate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's warranted. Um, sometimes that's yeah. life, man. Sometimes yeah. it's warranted. Um, but that was definitely one of those things. I remember Doctor John said he was just, you know, think of that when you're in a point where you're not feeling like you can connect to anything else, 
Uh, and I, I literally haven't, I literally haven't thought Connected. about that. Like it, literally haven't thought about that in years. See, that tells me some magic is going to happen today. Yeah, <laughs> I think it already has. Years. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, all right. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, because this is literally the first time you and I are seeing each other in the flesh here. Right. So, no, this is um, great. Um, a little bit about myself. I've been down here. Uh, I'm from New York originally, but I've been down here since 2009. Where in New York? Uh, right outside the city, Westchester. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. cool. So I grew up there, but uh, yeah, this is the second. Yeah, this is the second place I've ever lived this long. Uh, it's been about ten years since I've been down here, and I uh, came down here for uh, employment. I was a teacher for a long time, and taught at a really nice school. Uh, had connections to a lot of awesome people um, through that. Uh, I kind of wanted to create my own thing, but also kind of run away from the north at the same time. Without knowing that, I look back at that and <laughs> you get to uncover those things when uh, someone prompts you to, to do so. And um, yeah, my life changed uh, and completely, um, I, don't, I did a 180. I don't even know how to say it, but my, my life is a lot different than it was when I got here. Okay. Um, I came from a great family. Mom and dad are awesome. Two older brothers. Like everybody's like, uh, if you could say normal, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, everybody has their stuff, but, uh, yeah, I just couldn't, you know, I, I, every time I went somewhere different and like, this will lead into how I, you know, kind of met Troy, but I came down here and, uh, worked and lived like kind of like a double life, uh, and, and did some things that, uh, were questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the gray area yeah. like we talked about over lunch, uh, yeah, the gray area. What's the gray area? Just that area that we try and stay far away from now and keep things black and white and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's no, you know, if it's questionable, you know, if you're doing something that's questionable or you're doing something that, uh, you know, some people may see as detrimental to any other form of person, place or thing, um, that would be the gray area. Uh, you know, we talked about that over lunch, but yeah, no, I, I was doing things that, you know, weren't, that didn't constitute being a good teacher or mm-hmm. coach, uh, you know, still drinking and drugging and, and, you know, bartending and doing all that stuff. And, uh, you know, caught up with me on, you know, in May, finally. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it led me to a point of where I am today, which is, you know, I sought out help and cried out for help and struggled to get to where I was uh, to that point. Because, like, anything else, uh, I looked at things that I did as, oh, it's okay, I can you know, I can get out of this, I can do this, I can overcome this and and if I do this right and I always had like plans and strategy you know strategies and you know manipulate this person or that person to do what I want uh and it was exhausting mm-hmm. absolutely exhausting um so when I finally finally had had enough and I, I cried out for that it was it was uh it was May 15th I believe I was in Gun Club. If you're familiar, I feel like we're out in Naples. By the way, this yeah, year we, we are. Yeah, we're super we far, are super out, far yeah, we west. We are out in. Yes, we are we're out, out here. here. This is our Everglades studio. We I call like it, it. <laughs> right? Because every everyone always like looks at me like with like a weird eye. Like I really have to come out to you, don't I? I said, yeah, yeah we do. We sure this do. is great, though. This, this studio is awesome. Thanks. I like it. It's cozy. It's home. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, you know, we're not sure how long we're going to be here for, but um, it's good for now. Yeah. Um, you know, can you move this? Or just have to rebuild it because I, yeah, I would never want to lose this. This is yeah. I don't. I don't know. I know. I'm starting to really get used to it. Like at, at first when we designed this room, it was like all temporary. Well, we'll hang a flag and blah blah. Now I'm like so. All right. Who's behind the so, curtain today? Yeah. 
today behind the curtain, John John in the corner over there is going to have a big surprise for us later. Oh, okay, we will see who's behind the curtain. All right. Yeah. So I love it. This is this is great. Yeah, yeah thanks. Great. I just started doing my own podcast, so it's, oh, you uh, did on a very very minor scale. When I look at this, and I've seen some really cool places, and this is one of the coolest I've seen. I, I just, appreciate that. Obviously, very your much. Art, your artwork and and how it's done up, and it's very clean. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, very we uh, we worked real hard building this one up, and um, you know, Troy and I discussed this too. Like, we're very similar in a lot of ways to where like, if we're gonna do something, we freaking do it go on you know, like all in you mm-hmm. know what i mean so when we built this podcast so it was building it with john john had a, was a big part of building this room out um you know we were like well, what do you want to do like i want it to be good i want it to be great i want it to be you know what i mean it's got to be if i'm going to do this we're going to freaking do it yeah. you know and so we're full on you know and and now it's now we're at the point where it's like i think this is going to be episode 20 this is 20. This is is 20. it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of my favorite numbers. Awesome. See? Yeah. And magic. Go. We did number two. And number, did number two. New, two uh, and 20, right? So, so this is going to be... Do we sign that we do everything with a two in it? All right. We'll keep that going. Keep that going. Right? Wow. Like Deion Sanders. Taking notes. Like yes. prime time, baby. Prime yeah. time. So, um, yeah. So where, where was I going with this? Anyway. Well, he, you, podcast. Is it Wake Up the Sun? Yeah, no. Wake Up the Sun show. Uh, and it's, it's, it's slow, slowly growing, but it's one of those things that's an add on to the business that I get to do today. And it, it encourages people that otherwise may not have been interviewed or may that I find inspiring that, you know, have a great routine, um, ritual consistency, things that they do on the day, day to day that, you know, one would find inspiring or one would find helpful in starting something. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sure you didn't just say, I'm just going to do a podcast. Obviously you're comfortable on the mic and you're comfortable probably I'm sure in, in front of a, a camera mm-hmm. uh, and obviously people get to see everything that you do. Uh, and I think, you know, I was super, doing, superheroes doing, you know, doing all these, uh, yes. Steve, <laughs> Steve's kind of back there behind, hidden yeah. behind the flag. Pablo's blocking him one of it. Yeah, Pablo too. Pablo. It's funny. I was literally just talking to someone over and they were like, yeah, I haven't been to the gym. I'm like, you look like Steve Rogers before he became Captain America. And they didn't know what I was talking about. Really? I was a little, I was, I was like, what? Like, come on, man. Like a millennial thing? Or like no, the, I mean, he's like my age. And really? He's, and he's got a son. I'm like, dude, do you not remember Captain America, what he looked like before, like, the government got a hold of him? Yeah. And he had <laughs> no clue. Really? I was like, I will send you a picture. Yeah, he I, needs to I start to do that. watching YouTube more, at yeah. least. He looked like Pablo. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me a little bit about uh you had your own podcast now. what drove you to start that because i know what drove me to start it right first of all i'm as we talked about i'm a little bit out west here right yeah. but we we deal with the saltwater community mainly um you know all day long when coral springs my heart's in pompano like all day long right um so i would have all these conversations people would come out to see me all the time and if i was in pompano i'd probably never get anything done to be honest with you i'd have people in and out all day long sure. But they would come out to see me, but they want to make sure the drive it was worth it. So they'd sit and they'd talk to me for like two hours. And I'm like, well, I might as well start putting people on the mic because we got a great thing going here. We could talk about the community and what binds us all together. We're all connected by water, right? So that's kind of okay. what drove the podcast. Um, well, you have to wake up with yeah. the sun or wake up the sun? Yeah, wake up the sun. It was just kind of funny, and I, I wish I could take credit for it. But, you know, kind of as I started growing um and, and my life changed i was i started <laughs> i just started posting about like my daily routine i'm wake up you know i wake up around 4 4 15 just kind of at this point 
naturally uh and you know don't don't really need a need a get-go and uh you know i would just post like workouts and like i'd create funny names about stuff and one of my good friends was like he's like he started calling me and be like hey did you wake up the sun today and i was like wake up the sun it's good and then he would consistently say it he's just like after waking up the sun you did blah 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 blah." he's like you get more done before 10 a.m than most people do all day Mm-hmm. some all week and I'm like oh that's kind of cool like you know wake up the sun wake up the sun and and it just kind of started catching on and it's like anything else like you you know you do a t-shirt we're talking about it. it's like oh yeah I'm gonna do this t-shirt and you know we'll sell a couple hundred and then uh, th- thousands go out mm-hmm. you know so we I, I was doing these videos and I started doing more videos on Wednesday wake up the sun Wednesday and it was just like 59 seconds of either myself my wife and I my wife or somebody else just talking like, hey, you know, this is what's on my mind. This is what's going on. Usually geared towards positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not, you know, I try to bring that to social media. Um, if I'm obviously going through something, I don't put on that fake bullshit and, and go through it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I speak from where I'm at and kind of turn it into a positive if I can. And, uh <laughs> Again, I had somebody just say, like, you you know, you, you teach these 5.30 a.m. classes, you're waking up the sun, you need to do you need to do more videos, you need to do vlogging, you need to you need to be and do a podcast. And like I said, yeah, when I get my own place, I'll do it. And then I got my own place. And someone was like, You got remember, your own place. You remember, yeah. remember what you said. Yeah. And uh and I and I kind of played around with it for a while and I really wanted it to be, as you said, like you want to go on, you want it to be perfect. I had some stuff ready to go. I had some done, done some interviews and like I was ready to just like release it. My wife was like, no, it's not not it's not ready, which really pissed me off um, because <laughs> like I was so excited about it. And, and she's like, this isn't your bet. This isn't the best version of you. And this needs to sound and look a certain way if you want people to follow. And I said, well, it's a work in progress. And she said, yes, but this isn't even like at a point where you could put it out because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of all over the place. And we're not really sure what the focus is. And you know, this is what your life looks like and what do you want to focus on? I was like, well, these are the most important things to me. And like a lot of the things like the snack bar that I create and everything else is like important to me. Fro pro. Fro pro. Fro pro snack bars. Um, Fro pro snack bars. And a lot of those things and the flavors selfishly are things that I like. Mm -hmm. I like peanut butter and jelly. I like coconut things. I like key lime. I like chocolate, vanilla. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm not creating something for the masses actually created birthday cake because the masses did require that so <laughs> I, I just lied i just lied to you guys it's okay uh, you, you gotta bend the knee every now and then every now and then yeah, yeah. everybody's a birthday cake birthday cake, birthday cake everything and uh finally figured that out and it's it's a party it's it's literally a party in your mouth and uh everybody has been, <laughs> yeah. We can't, yeah can't even can't even keep it on the shelf which is cool but it's just one of those things man you, you know it's like you go all in you do what you need to do mm-hmm. um and then you kind of if it's not going the way you want it to, you know, like you guys are in business, it's, well, how can we improve? What can we do better? Um, what can we take out uh, and, and just keep moving forward? I think when you stop asking that question, that's when yeah. you're, you're going to fail. You're Gosh. probably a what's next guy. Like, you yeah, know, always. like you built this out and you're looking around and you guys are high-fiving and hugging and whatever and like, yeah, hey, we're doing podcasts and you're like, what's next? Yeah. At least I get that feeling from you because that's how I feel a lot of the time. No, we're moving. I'm already on Christmas next year. 2020. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about 2020 Christmas. I was just thinking you need a studio now that you have your own headquarters. After sitting in here, you're like, that room room when you walk in to the left? Is that that It's a little addicting. It's a little addicting (laughs) being in this room. Well, it's funny hearing hearing my own voice in my head and your voices because I I have literally this setup, but Mm -hmm. just the mics. And I have, I'm on my computer and I'm, 
I'm doing stuff. I have everything here and like guiding me as I'm doing it. We have a video kind of going, but it's a work in progress. And I've yeah. seen, uh, it's called like media zone. And my buddy was telling me about it where you go in and someone capitalized and I, I made a business and said, Hey, you want to do podcasts? Podcasts are like the number one thing going on right now. Come to our studio for a hundred bucks. You can talk for two hours. We'll give you a full edited tape and video and you're out. And I was like, wow. And like when I, when we finally got into FroPro and we finally got to where we were going. I had all the things that I was driving all over town for. Like the kitchen was over here, the gym was over here, this was over here, and like it, everybody, it was just all over the place. And then we consolidated. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I have a sound studio two doors down from my buddy who owns a music a, a music business, and I can use that sometimes. But as you know, if it's not your own space, you have to play by others' rules, which I have no yeah. problem with. That was one of the reasons that we wanted to build this out the way right. we did it. Yeah. And it's tough because if you're like, hey, I'm going to go in here and like I'm running the studio for this time. And then like a band comes in and they want that studio and the next three studios because they're doing stuff. I mean, the nicest way, it's like the tough thing when you're doing business with friends. Like, hey, man, I hope you understand. Like your, your 30, 40 yeah. minute podcast is great. But, you know, we have like Taking Back Sunday coming in here. So like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like, okay. yeah. I mean, doing doing the the friend business thing. It's like you always have to have that conversation up front too. Like, right. hey, listen, I know we're friends. We got to get this done right. Like, so let's get that out <clears> of the way. <throat> I think that's important anytime you're dealing with friends in business, because some people have that policy like I don't deal with friends in business, which I think is incorrect. I I, I love dealing with my friends in business because I, I have a lot of like minded individuals around me. Mm -hmm. um, we do great together. You know, I mean, Justin and I do great together. We're all friends and everything like that. But I think we always have that. The reason I think it works is because we always have that mindset that we all know what we're doing here, you know, and we all know that we want to be profitable. And if it's, if you're going to be a detriment to what I'm trying to accomplish, you know what I mean? Then, you know, we can't work together. No, yeah. but I think if you're if your friends understand that, yeah, like you said as long as you're transparent and honest, correct. And yeah. Sometimes it turns into weeding out the friend process. So, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> that that that's true. Um, yes, yes, it does. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between the two of you. Um, this guy changed my life. So yeah, so, I, ho I hope so. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, that wasn't the case three years ago. With um, you know, not well, not just the 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 path, but just maybe the attitudes and 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 the thought processes behind what makes you tick. Seemingly, I'm trying to, I'm starting to get that about you. Is like it's very much the same way uh, you are, um, in a lot of respects. How did you guys originally get together, Cassie? Yeah, I was gonna say his wife. And okay. we just went over this. I picked up my three-year medallion in recovery. It was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I asked his wife to present it to me. Yeah. And it was really cool because it was in honor of the the significant others in our lives. That when was this, up, three, week, three yeah, weeks ago? It was, it was, yeah. Congratulations. A couple weeks ago. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yeah. Good for you, man. Start of September? No. Yeah. September 30th, but it was yeah. just in the beginning of October. <laughs> but um, it was just to honor that, you know, our past of how much we pain and suffering, not only we went through, but how we put those around us through. And now yeah. that we get to live a different life that in, in a good recovery program, we're still working on ourselves on a day to day and out there trying to be of service to others. And sometimes, um, not proud to say, but it's, it's like for the better of us is for the better of us around us. And it, it sounds selfish, but sometimes I felt like my, my wife still always got the shit under the stick. So it really meant a lot for me to have Chelsea come up that's Matt's wife, and present me, and to kind of honor that and how grateful we are that, you know, we've had these women who have stuck by us, especially for me because my story, you know, put Cassie through a lot, and we almost split up. 
and she came back around and she had saw, I know Chelsea had brought this out and brought tears to my eyes about how, um, you know, they were kind of on the verge of kind of going public with, with where Matt was at in life. And um, it ended up being with Foot Locker and Asics, right? Mm -hmm. And there was this video out there that he released and launched and he was, you know, running a marathon for his dad and for recovery. And, um, and I saw it and, um, and I was put myself in treatment and I had a therapist and everything and they're all, you need a sponsor, you need a sponsor. And my wife's like, this is who you need. Mm -hmm. And she used to work out with him years before that and everything kind of came in a full circle. And I was like, yeah, I'll wait for him, you know, to <laughs> ask me to be his sponsor. That's not right. how it works in this right. world. You gotta, I was my job to ask him. So, yeah. so, and, and that's as simple as that, that I, and I found somebody not, you know, if it were up to me, I would have found somebody that was exactly like me at the time doing all the bad things and everything. So we could have hit it off and had this great story together to find out that I needed somebody that was regimented, tough, stern, disciplined, consistent, and all these things that I've ended up struggling with my whole life. And because we're sitting here parallel today is because, you know, he shows me how to do it. And I surround myself by people like that. I take the suggestions and now I am more consistent than I ever was and more balanced than I ever was. Lots of progress to be made, but it's, um, it's amazing. I got the goosebumps that mm -hmm. my life has changed because of him and what he's shown me to do and the man he showed me to be. And it's, it's amazing. That's, that's it's, good stuff. it's really amazing. That's good stuff. Yeah. So you ran a marathon? You were a marathon runner? Yeah, I'm a runner. I, so I mean, like, I'm not like, you've I'm not that guy. You're, you're yeah. still a runner? I, I enjoy, uh, you know, that kind of <laughs> journey for that race actually ruined running for me for a period of time. I just <laughs> Well, that's that's like kind of what I'm going to yeah. was getting at. So, like, how do you run marathons and run yeah, that? Like, run, if, run if that, some, yeah, if like someone were to life, say, you know? yeah, you know, uh, hey. Because I've been yeah. there with the life you're talking about that with you know with the partying and everything like yeah. that so i know it'd be very tough like to wake up the next morning and freaking run like 26 miles well yeah no i mean like, like i think training that kind of extensively I, I mean obviously i wasn't drinking at the time and you know when i when i used to do both of those things mm -hmm. you know i mean there were times i'd be bartending till like 4 a.m drive home questionable state and then say oh you know i have to go to i have to go to show up into class so what's a logic thing would be someone would lay down and maybe get a nap i would go to the gym try to sweat everything out, shower, and then go stand in front of a classroom. Like, I'm not proud to say that, but that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think training for that race and training properly, because I, when I got sober in 2010, <laughs> obviously felt like, you know, like when you're young and you're like, I'm invincible, I can do anything. I, you know, like you feel so good that you're finally, like, you know, I lost 30 pounds of like bloat and just feeling good and been exercising. And it was almost questionable because I was like, lost so much weight. My brother was like, buddy, like, you look good, but like, this is really, really light for you. And uh, I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this. And like, I'm going to run the Miami marathon. And, uh, with no training, I hopped on like the tri-rail cause I, <laughs> I couldn't drive and like stayed with a, <laughs> stayed with a friend, woke up, said, Hey, thanks for letting me stay here. And then like ran out like to American airlines arena and then just like ran the Miami marathon. And I didn't do it well, uh, at about mile. I think the most I ever ran was like a half marathon or just over around like mile 15 or so or something like that my body was like <laughs> yeah buddy mm -hmm. like you're gonna this is gonna this is gonna suck you're gonna die and i was a couple times <laughs> yeah literally there was a couple times my knees my, my knees were gonna come back yeah my, my it wasn't even that my endurance was great it's my body just wasn't used to it okay my knees were on fire my ankles everything else and i i finished the race barely you know i i, I came in like last medical station wrapped my knee up and I like ran like, you know, like an awkward kind of like hobble uh, across the line. And I was just like, man, I finished my first marathon. And like, even though I was in so much pain, I was like, I can do anything. 
I just ran a marathon without training for it, <laughs> you know, but I, I realized that's not the smart thing to do. So mm -hmm. I physically trained for this marathon. Uh, it was tough. You know, my body, you know, New York and Hills, it's a lot different than flat Florida. Correct. And I was used to that, but like you can do some bridge work here. There's like some cool bridges you can go up and down and somewhat simulate running in that kind of environment. But, um, yeah, it just was one of those things. Like I was very, very hesitant because the first three years, obviously I was a teacher and you know, whatever I was teacher for coach and all this other stuff. And when everything kind of hit the fan, I, you know, I was ashamed of, you know, the fact I had done what I had done. I knew I was, you know, I had, you know, I was an alcoholic, but I was, wasn't ready to admit it. So once I, I kind of admitted that and I, I didn't own it and I've been literally talking about this for the last couple of weeks and like owning who you are, what you've done and, and saying like, this is me, I'm going to accept it and, and it's going to be okay. And it took me about three years, I would say about three years, three in, years from 2010. Yeah. Okay. Three years for me to say like, yeah, no, I am an, you know, I'm an alcoholic and, uh, and kind of own, own that. And that's when I started saying, you know, like if, if, if I can help, you know, we sat down with a bunch of people and my, you know, people like you have this, like so many good things going on you know, but like, why? And who are you? And like, wh what about what, a, what about you is, you know, like, how do you how do you how do you put that out there? And I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. Because I, I feel like a lot of people look down and like, you think of, you know, like an alcoholic, you think of somebody that's like under a bridge with a paper bag, not mm. like a professional, uh, or a dad or a business owner that's like, got their shit together. But like, really doesn't have their shit together. So I think when we finally came, came, you know, came to be okay with that, I was like, listen, you know, at the end of the day, if, 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 if people have a problem with that, they can kick rocks. And if I can help one person, and it was funny, cause that's how Chelsea kind of introduced it. Like me sharing my story led to the fact that like Cassie could be like, Hey Troy, like this guy comes into our restaurant with his wife. He's a nice guy. I know him from training and maybe you should have a conversation with him. And that was that. So this, like, I'm the one, Chelsea. You're the says. one. You yeah. left that part out. That's yeah. when I started to cry. Yeah. You're the Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, she's the one. Use the force, Luke. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, so the the whole coaching aspect of this wasn't necessarily something that you did at the time, right? And but until you guys connected, right? Well, yeah. No, I mean, I think like there's a lot of things like with the program. It's like you work with others because someone did it for you. Like okay. it, it, approach it any other different way. If there's any other business and someone came in right. you and you're like, Hey, I just really messed up everything. I can't drive. I can't do this, 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 this. And you're like, yeah, buddy, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. The uh, reason, the reason I asked the question is that my hope, right. And even this is what we talked about last time is that if, there's at least one person that hears this podcast today right. and it helps them. That's really my hope for like today's podcast. So the reason I asked that question is I want you to shed some light on that path to give hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to say that there, this is the way, you know, this is a way that we did or, you know what I mean? So I don't mean to cut you off. But that's no, not at all. Interject that. No, I think, you know, I think shining a light on something like that is, you know, I, I'm not, I, I've never, I've never told you what to do. I don't think. Ever. No, we're not really supposed to. The minute I do that, I'm like, that's not what my sponsor would have done. I just kind of, I just started to run the show and did everything okay. I was not supposed to do because that's not what you do. And okay. I take, he makes a suggestion or he shares an experience. He'll be the first to tell me I don't have kids and I don't know what to tell you. You know, or, you know, so it's, it's a very freeing statement to say, I don't know. 
And before yeah. I could tell you, I, I don't think I could have uttered those words until I got sober because I thought I was the foremost expert on everything mm-hmm. because I wanted you to believe that. And I wanted to feel like connected to like you. By everything. Or, <laughs> or whatever you're talking about. Like if you started talking to me about fishing, I'd be like, yeah, I love fishing. Yeah. That's all I could really talk about because like I enjoy it. I, I, I like being on a boat. Mm-hmm. I like watching people catch big fish that I'm looking at on your wall. I, I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, or one of our good buddies, like it gives him utmost pleasure to clean boats. He loves it. And then he goes out and fishes on them and he loves it. You know, like it, it's, it's whatever your experience is. And I found that like you share your experience, strength and hope. So like, if you're trying to shed light on that, it's you, you share your experience, strength and hope with somebody. I don't have experience in something. I can't share it with you and give you any strength to it because I don't have anything to do with it. Or I could point you in the direction of someone that does. You know, like, I don't have any kids. I used to work with children for close to 15 years so I can give some some kind of interjection, but I know it's a totally different ballgame when you produce those kids and they're from you. I, I, I don't know what that feels like. You know, I have a gentleman cat. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, but that's having kids is weird. Is that, a, got, is that a gato? <laughs> El gato. El gato. Um, El gatito. And uh, Damn, we keep talking about cats on the show, John. <laughs> Do we? Yeah. We keep, like, for, well, oh, not right. my cats. Well, we foster cats now. You know, we, we well, talked about that. Yes, does, right? yeah. So we're fostering kittens. <laughs> we, we kept one, right? Yeah. And now we have these two, like, like we got rid of four of the five. Wow. One we kept, right? And the next day, two ones two come in like this and one's got one eye you know like it's because you know but they're cute and fuzzy look. yeah it's not willie it should be willie what is it willie? but it's harvey and the, the other one's willow okay so i'm like that thing they should have been switched around but that was, a good, that was a good movie back in the day you remember that willow? The willow guy? it was kind of creepy willow yeah. willow off good yeah yeah um anyway i'm sorry to bring up cats um yeah. so but that's kind of where that's kind of that's kind of where it goes, though. You know, it's a yeah. You share you share where you're at and what you've gone through. It's like when I when I there's certain people like I lost everything, job, driver's license, car, money, like everything that you would be like, man, well, how how'd you survive? And uh, it's one of those things. It's like I leaned heavily on those people that had been there before me, and got to a point where you know I just took their suggestions kind of like how we operate, you know, like I'm going through some stuff right now, like nothing drastic, but like I can talk to Troy about that. I can tell him where I'm at. And, you know, before I would have been like, no, nah, man, I'm good. No, everything's good. Mm-hmm. We're okay. I got this. I, I, I don't have to. kind of what I do now. <laughs> well, if that works for you, that's, that's awesome. Like the whole I got it's this. It doesn't really work for me. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, mostly about, it's mostly about the business though. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no, I'm like, no, I want everyone to feel like safe and confident about the business and everything. I mean, for the most part, it is a very safe and confident thing, but you know, I do that all the time because I just want everyone not to worry. Sure. Like, cause I'll take care of it. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, that's the thing. It's like people pleasing and like, Hey, I got this. It's, you know, my wife, my wife and I do that. Like when she came into the business in 2016, we needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that because everything I was doing so many different things to kind of get this off the ground and she had already run a company. So when she came in, she was like, oh, okay. And just started taking her experience and what she learned running this woman's company and implemented it. So it didn't really matter if she was in a high-end jewelry business learning for five years. She came into a peanut butter snack bar business. She was like, not a problem. Here's what we're going to do. And 
Probably and, the greatest words you've ever heard in your entire life, too. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It, and it's funny, and I'll plug my buddy, because I went on his podcast, and his is called From the Grave. So it's like where you are when you hit your lowest point, we say from the grave, and mm-hmm. where do you go from from there? And uh, and it was funny. I was telling my story, and he he and I hadn't really talked about my story. And he goes, let me just sum up your story for you. You got your life together and admitted you were an alcoholic. You got sober. And then it sounds to me, if, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm saying this wrong, but you listened to about four or five women who told you what to do mm-hmm. and you did it. And now look at you. And I was like, yeah. and I was like, yes, correct. Because everything that had been, Hey, what, you know, it's, you know, it's like, someone's like, Hey man, that's a nice blue D on your hat there. Like, did you ever think of, and it's like, listen, man, I'm the artist. Don't tell me what to do. Every day. Every day. <laughs> but when someone says it in a way or makes a suggestion, be like, hey, you know, I think you'd be really good doing this. Um, I see you. And I look back at all those situations or like time periods. And obviously there's other other people that I, I go to for counsel and, and people that are mentors to me and family, my, my older brothers. You know. And, you know, when you talk those things out, it, it, you don't feel like you have to do it by yourself. And you feel, yeah. I'm going to say it again, you feel connected. Because you're being yeah. honest, yeah, and and you can draw on other people's experiences. With Delivery that. and approach is very important. Correct. Um, I think I may have told <laughs> I may have told this story before in the podcast. I can't remember, but um, just before my wife and I were married, she got into a little fender bender, and I'll tell the abridged version of this. Um, so I rushed from work to be to meet her. The guy had hit her and run. She pulled the car over into the CVS, and the cop was like, "Knew when they were going to catch this guy. Right? This is a fender bender. You don't know what are you going to do. The guy ran off. You're going to describe what a six foot two Haitian looks like. And try to catch him in South Florida. It's not going to happen, right? So this cop knew this, and he was a very much a veteran police officer. Um, he was like probably close to retirement. He took that opportunity to teach us a very important lesson, the one that we still use today. Um, he says, don't ever tell each other what to do. You guys are about to get married. Don't ever tell each other what to do. Don't say, or you do this or you do that. Always say, and he goes, this has been the secret to my marriage. I've been married for 40 something years. He, hmm. goes, he goes, always say you might want to consider instead of saying, don't do that or do this. You might want to consider not wearing that shirt today. Rather than say, don't wear that shirt. Like, what's wrong with my fucking shirt? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh, you know, I might want to consider something else. You, know, you, you react to that. Too. So I think delivery and approach. You know, and we still talk like that to each other today. And, and sometimes we'll say it like, you know, in a joking way, like you might want to consider, you know, <laughs> but it's still, you, you still take it <laughs> like, like that. You I know, know, I just had like a million thoughts go through my head. They all got struck down, but how can I prove that statement wrong? Because I want to fight it right now. Yeah, right. That, if that, if that, if that were, if that, if that phrase was a person, I'd punch it. <laughs> oh man. So as a business owner, right. business owners, um, you know, I find a lot of struggle in a lot of things that we're saying because, you know, I think energy is just transferable, right? You are who you are at the end of the day. And correct me if, if you think I'm wrong on, on this one, but it's just really just channeling that force and that energy into a different direction. I personally put it into my family and my business now. Um, I didn't have a family and a business to put it into before. Mm-hmm. I tried to put it into my job that I had at the time years ago. And that was really kind of very fruitless. Can, because I ask, can I ask what that was? I was a creative director in the music and business in the music industry. It was a great job, you know, but it was not like, um, you know, being wired this way. I think you just, 
want to build something more. Always want to build something more when your hands are tied and you can't build that. And when you work for a company that it makes it very difficult, I think. And, you know, perhaps my outlet was just to be like, just release on a party or something like that. You know, so meeting my wife saved my life, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I had the t- at the time had the, the courage or the strength or whatever, or the opportunity, I don't know what you call it to be able to, you know, dive into that the right way. And then, you know, she was there to support me in this business and, you know, she's an artist too, which really helped me. Um, the fact that she's an artist really helps me out because I think that, that there's a certain understanding that she has about me, um, and what I need to achieve on the daily basis, um, with my work that she gets it. Whereas if I was maybe not married to an artist, it might not be something I may relate to someone on a fun level or, you know, a social level, you know what I mean? But, um, there's a deeper inner core to me that she gets. And that I think saved me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't like even that. know where I'm going with that. It's, you know. No, it is. I like what you said. Cause I've been in this, um, speaking of recovery. And then I think we talked about it last time and I'm still in this business that quite frankly makes me anxious. And that was a feeling I never felt before. So how do I still shine and thrive in the restaurant bar business when I'm uncomfortable in my own skin when I'm there? Mm-hmm. And really my life has changed into more so of learning to be a better person and helping other people out. And now I got a compliment from one of my leaders the other day. It's like, you know, you're not here as much, but our business is stronger than it's ever been. Our systems are stronger. You are empowering us and leading by example, like how we should act and help each other and, and we're growing. And it's, it was a huge testament that it made me feel great. And because it's nice to hear sometimes that I am, I am trying to figure out a way to set those boundaries that if, you know, being at work gives me anxious and, you know, I'm trying to find myself still. So now I'm kind of coaching and helping others and getting involved in the recovery world and same, if I'm not there as much, I'll be there during the day when we're closed, but we'll have meetings and we can instill good values. And how are we learning? How are we growing? How are our systems going stronger? What is our story? Is everybody aware of that story? And these steps that I'm taking is I've had a larger impact of my business than I ever had when I was there 24 <laughs> seven. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. It's more beneficial for me, for my family. And I get to spend time with my family right now, which means the most, because if I'm a better person with a, with a great story today, imagine the effect that I can have on the people that are around me, the people that are on my payroll on, on my team. And if each one of those people can kind of come in and have a great story, imagine the experience they're going to give that customer or imagine the relationship they're going to have with their teammates where everything I was doing before was almost creating a chaotic story and it was shining. You know, we were thriving and busy, but um, things were like, you know, to fall through your hands. It was they were a little the chaotic and loose and yeah. not organized. And so it's, yeah. I couldn't be happier today that, you know, God has brought us to where we are today. And I, you know, I'm, all the cliches living life one day at a time and trying to grow stronger and asking for help and being honest, like all these things. And I wanted to say this before and I'm kind of all over the place now, but like everything that I've learned from Matt and from being in recovery um, and not to get spiritual has brought me closer to God has made me a better person and has made me focus on helping other people. And when that's what I'm focused on, everything's great. You know, when I, I do. when I take it back and run the show and start making all the decisions, everything quickly goes to shit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's wonderful that I know what I need to do now. I have the tools. Some of them are invisible, but it's, it's just a, a wonderful thing. And then I'm, I'm here growing at work and growing a business of something, you know, a place that 
Now, how the hell does an alcoholic run a successful bar? So I always call you Sam Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He not he didn't drink, right? Right. He was yeah. he was a recovering alcoholic, and he, he was in the too. show. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I didn't even pick up on That's that. That's why he, he drank his way out of the Boston Red bullshit. Sox. That was, <laughs> he was a pitcher for the Red Sox, and then he drank his way off the field and opened the bar. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, it's funny you bring up, not funny, you bring up God, but you bring up God, and it's a very good timing for that, too, because I was also going to comment that, you know, you say my wife saved me. And part of the reason was it really brought me closer to God and brought our family. We're raising, you know, our family, you know, under God's eye and everything. And, you know, and it's really very fulfilling for us and gives us a lot of strength. And you mentioned before, um, what were the three aspects? The, the experience, experience, strength, and hope. Yes. Experience, strength, because I was going to say, it sounds a lot like faith, hope, and love, Yep. you know, and there's a parallel there in my mind from what I see, because, you know, you can find a lot of strength in God, like strength through his love. You know, I know we don't talk about um, religion and politics that much on the show, but right. only when it's really warranted, I think. Well, I think, I think this is warranted, you know, because I think the finding that strength in God, it really helps a lot of people get through things. I agree. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it boils down to, you know, there can be a, whatever words there are, but it's like you're either living in faith or you're living in fear. And like, I'm, I have faith in what? You know, faith in a higher power, universal, whatever you want to call it, God. If there's people listening that have something else that's great, or if they don't believe, that's fine. But the, everybody believes in something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's they believe in something that doesn't exist. You know, so I think whatever whatever it is and whatever it works for you, as long as you're not, you know, getting in your own way or you're not actually hurting somebody mm-hmm. by what you believe in, I, I think I think it works. As long as yeah. you know you're not God. That's correct. Thing. I was listening yeah, to correct. something today. That's yeah. what I heard. <laughs> I, one of those things I heard in the very beginning, and one of my uh, one of my mentors and, and somebody said to me, he's like, "Let me tell you something. Two things. There's a God, and you're not it." Yep. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, "Hey, man." <laughs> yeah, your ego is not your amigo, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it is I know, not. I love yeah. that. We said that today at he lunch. Said that at lunch, and I yeah. was laughing. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it's a good one." That's why I tell you, I was at my retreat, and it, a little Mike G, man, Mike G is from Guyana, and um, he went. He told his story, and it was pretty impactful. He stuck with me that whole weekend, still till today. Oh, I still talk to him. Yeah, yeah, and and then um, they'll text me every now and then. He's actually in Israel right now, but um, anyway, he you know not not to get too deep into that aspect of it but um yeah so he said, hey man you was not your amigo he'll still like text it to me and when he said that to me it, like hit me like a ton of bricks i'm like you know what maybe that's been a little bit of my issue you know and so taking a step back and looking at things from that perspective really helps me out too it is and it still always helps me out because that's when i can and i'm grateful for the awareness i don't always act out as much as i used to but that's when i start to realize like hey man you're yeah. Your ego is certainly getting in the way. You're trying to run the show. You're trying to, in essence, play God. Yeah. Trying to have a part in everything and control everything. And, you know, you learn that when you're trying to control something, it controls you. And to let that go is a struggle. It's it's huge. Yep. And I call him. I'm like, man, I just I just can't let it go. Yep. I don't want to. It's not right to. <laughs> and yeah. it's um, that's all in, in me. That I, you know, I got to overcome that. Uh, and so grateful that I can ask for help. And that's what, what he said. It's, you know, and as a man, you know, it's, it's something I never, ever, ever did ever. If I needed help to get something that I was going to get out of you. I had a manipulative way to, to ask for things or go about things, but just to be open and honest and I can't do this or I'm struggling with something was not, you know? Yeah. It was not a, a thing. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I had a situation last week where, um, 
I had to call someone that I used to do business with. And um, I wasn't trying to get them to come back and do business with me. It was, it was a vendor, right? Um, that we, like, earlier in the year, there was a misalignment of, you know, how he was working with this customer and I was working with that customer. So I called him out of the blue. I said, listen, I'm not trying to work together with you. I just want to make sure, are we okay? You know what I mean? I want to make sure that you and I are personally okay because I don't want to, you know, move on and we're in the same industry and stuff like that with you maybe having a bad idea. He's like, you're, no, making, okay. you're making amends. Yeah. And so he's like, no, he goes, no, it's just, you know, we had that similar customer and if we're going to be aligned like that, maybe it's not, uh, you know, I said, I appreciate your honesty. I said, I just, I'm just, I was just happy about the call. You know what I mean? And, and he goes, no, no, he appreciated the call too. And it ended very well, you know, but it was in the back of my mind that maybe that person had a problem with me and not that maybe that would have fixed my ego that they, if they didn't have a problem with me anymore, I just, wanted that settled in my life if that makes sense it does it's a good feeling you know and, and i think that's important you talk about making amends is that maybe you can't go back to every little aspect in your life but if you maybe you like control your own biome a little bit and making that a peaceful place to be with everyone that resides in it in your in your world then to me that's always a helpful aspect of um just living and, and being and, and feeling okay with you know, because if there's people that you're going to run across um, on your daily life and there's going to be a little friction there, I th I'm at the point in my life where I just assume smooth that over with that person rather than avoid it. Because I think that's kind of baggage and you harbor that stuff, whether you realize it or not. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm just rambling about that. No, no, it's I, true. If that makes sense. but It's true. And I think a lot yeah. of opportunities present themselves in a better fashion when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And your thoughts are genuine and your your intentions are are good or godly, you know, yeah. it's um the right things happen. Yeah. You know, you're always right where you need to be doing what you need to be doing, but you don't see it until your head's out of your ass and Yeah, you texted you me. Take the you right you texted me something like that one day. That was that was, actually helped me out a lot. Yeah. It's know? like, well, I wasn't where I was needed to be doing three years ago when I was doing all this shit. I was no, no, it's right where I needed to be. Right. To get to where I am today. And I'm right here now. It's just always trying to you know, I was working with somebody the other day and there's all these problems. And I'm like, look, man, you know, you were you were there and you're making fun of the situation you're in and you're making fun of this guy. I'm like, you know, maybe you were just supposed to be there to shut the fuck up and listen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know what? Did it, maybe my lesson for today was patience. And, you know, it's a wise man once said that you're you're brilliant if you could always find the positivity in something. Mm -hmm. You find the learning experience. So it's a lot of times I get down on myself or down on somebody else or... You know, things didn't go on my way or my expectations weren't fulfilled. It's, I love that I have that default almost today to kind of sit back and say like, no, you know, there's something to learn here. Yeah. I might not just be seeing it. Maybe I got to, you know, ask for help. I got to talk about it, but there's something. I, I believe in it so strongly. And if, if we can, we work on that at business now too. What are we learning and growing and what is the solution? You know, somebody said the other day, I got to share, I've been sharing about it forever. So and they said, don't say the word problem anymore. Use the word challenge. Mm-hmm. This is a challenge, and now that put me in the solution business already to overcome a challenge. There's a problem. It's just then I start to focus on the problems, and this is happening. That person did this wrong. Just it's there's no hope in the world. There's no hope in the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the challenge is like, yeah, we, we got this, and then right away you're in the solution business. You're in the game, mm -hmm. in effort business. It's, the effort business. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's his. I like that. It's, it's, it's his it's, jam. It's definitely yeah. It's my jam, but it's definitely not my uh, my original thought. So it's you know. We're not in the results business. We're in the effort business. Just get up, 
put forth the effort and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And wake up the sun. Yeah. Wake up the sun. So what kind of guys um, you bringing on the show? Um, I've had a, a mix, actually. Uh, I'm really stoked. One of the guys, he's actually fighting his first fight in the UFC uh, this weekend back in, uh, in Boston. Uh, Charles Rosie, he's a local fighter. Uh, okay. Came down here and get his life together. Mm-hmm. Um, was crushing it and then got like a medical, something happened medically and he had to take like a year off. Uh, and like he's been training the last year and a half. This is his first fight back in his home, in his home, uh, home turf. So, uh, yeah, no, I got to interview him. Uh, I've interviewed a couple of cool people, um, trainers, owners of gyms, um, independent business owners, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Maybe you can come on the show one day. Absolutely. And he's a fisherman and, and me, yes. I was going to say, I, I still have to get, get this guy on the Let's show. You know? We'll just sit on the other side of the table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's one of those things. And, you know, based, again, around like 30, maybe 40 minutes. Because mm-hmm. um, I want it to be either like a one-shot listen on your way to work or 15 minutes, 20 minutes in, 20 minutes home type of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the podcasts I listen to and a couple of people that I follow uh, – you know, some of the stuff can go on forever and, you know, that's okay if I'm in the kitchen and doing stuff and I don't really have to pay attention other than like my hands moving. Yeah. But like when I want to hear, you know, it's like when you want to hear a message, you want to hear something and it's like, cool, I, this is the title of, you know, ba ba ba. I want to get to that. And it's like an hour, 47 minute podcast. I'm like, whoa, you know, but usually show notes help with that. So. Yeah, for sure. We, and we, um, you know, we've been trying to keep them actually now to an hour. Because uh, our podcasts were running like hour and a half, some were like hour and forty. And the more we started doing it, the more we started going like some of them started creeping into the two hour mark. Yeah, and uh, you know we were both like, well, that's way too long. Yeah, you know, but you know. the attention span of most people, I mean, you know, you, yeah, you, you, you know, even the fifty nine second ones that you get on like an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Snapchats, I think, like ten seconds. Yeah, Vine, Vine was, I think, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, you know, it's all right, cool. This is funny. I like this. This applies to me. Next. Um, and I think, you know, unless you, ha- you know, when you're building, that's, such, that's so tough though. It really Sometimes, is. You know, when, when you have to like live within those parameters and see, this is such, we just want to have like a free flowing format. I mean, there yeah. is no notes in front of me at all. And, and I'm just like talking, hanging out. Well, that's not, that's, how that's how really I, it. Yeah. You that's know how I, mean? I operate with like most things in terms of like when we do events and stuff, like mm-hmm. people are like, wait, man, how do you, how are you okay? I'm so comfortable on the mic. I'm like, I'm just being mean. Someone put a microphone in front of my face. That's it. So like. We can goof around and rip on, you know, like some fun stuff and have a good time. And like, mm-hmm. there's a CrossFit competition going on, yeah. You know, <laughs> yep. or you know, there's a you know there's a, sh- a, a a chef competition going on or a fishing tournament going on. And it's just, you know, the banter back and forth and humans being humans and connecting with each other and 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 just kind of making it a fun event. Like I'm announcing, a, I'm really excited. I'm announcing a softball tournament, only because. I went to one game. I don't play softball anymore because that competitive side of me, I still have very runs very deep. But like a lot of the guys that play are my good buddies. I'm like, I just don't want to compete against you. Mm-hmm. And not because like I'm afraid I'm going to lose. I don't mind losing. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't chalk it up as a loss. But like certain things come out when you compete against your buddies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I don't want to do that. With do softball, that. huh? I'm not going to do that with you. You get hardcore about a softball game. Then. No, no. I, I, I always had fun when I got down here and it was softball. I'm like, these are all the guys that stopped playing hardball and they're just just so aggressive. I'm like, bro, it's fucking softball. Yeah, it's softball. Yeah. And I remember standing there and I just started like, you know, Bob Mentory and you hear that. You ever see his like stuff? Like he announces like sports and it's got a funny slant, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. a lot of 
inappropriate language, but it's funny because he takes these clips otherwise that you could hear like. Is it the guy with like the English accent? Um, no, he, he, he just kind of has that like announcer voice. He's now the, oh, okay. he's now, he's now the announcer for Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings. Like, Come mm-hmm. on down and get yeah. a bit, you know, like yeah. one of those guys. And I just started doing it. And like, I started posting on Instagram and the, <laughs> the company was like, yo, obviously we're going to buy FroPro for the tournament, but, uh, you mind coming out? It's only an hour. Mm-hmm. Could you call the game? And I was like, they're like, you know, obviously in like funny voices. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that that would be fun. Nice. I I would like to do that. Do we have a clip of that? Is Uh, it online right now? uh, It's not. I put. I I did all story. We can bring it up on the TV and everybody could see it right now (laughs) if you want. It was all story stuff, and I was tag. You know, you like you tag your buddies, and people were laughing. Oh, okay. You know, you have that one guy that's just like super over the top and intense, and every second he can take his shirt off, he takes his shirt off. So we're just like talking about abdominal strength and like all this other stuff, and like completely (laughs) unrelated to softball. Uh. You know, and completely unrelated to abdominal what? strength. Yeah. See, just, when I played softball, I used to just bring like draft beers and, and into the <laughs> right. dugout, and I used to like just. Uh, I never took it seriously. Oh like, yeah. To me, that was like all right, I'm like in my third at the time. I was like I'm in my thirties. I'm never going to be a professional softball player. So who cares? Yeah. You know. That's yeah. how I golfed. That's how I golf. Yeah. That's how you still one. golf. <laughs> I, I like once every two years. I think I like I head out. We have to edit that because like I don't want my wife to hear that because I I just golf like four times and Did you? in the last week. Oh, but she knows you. And she was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I wasn't leaving, are you a good golfer? I, I can play. Yeah. I, I have my I have my really good days. I have my really bad days. Yeah. You know, like I can have a great round going and then like a snowman on the board and I'm mm-hmm. just like. You know, and then it's a, you know, poor me, I suck, I'm the worst, right. I hate this game, and I'm on, like, the Water third hole. Coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what am I doing here? But then you turn it around, and it's like, dig deep, it's like anything else, you know? Yeah. You mess something up, figure it out. Yeah. And move forward. You know, so I have a plan here. Um, I have to turn in um, one of our leases this month, and I said to Liz, I said, I have a great idea. We're not going to get a second car. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to ride the bike to the studio. Nice. Like a, like a bicicleta? Yeah, like a bicicleta with my zipper. pedals? Yeah, with pedals, like a real bike on real <laughs> land. No gym stuff. Outdoors. Because that's how I got to do it. I got to be outdoor. I can't be. Yeah. I'm personally not a gym rat. I can't be stuck and just staring at a wall, working out or whatever. I can't do it. I try it. But if I figure if even, I. Even group fitness? I don't know. I See, maybe, maybe. I don't know. See, that's the thing right, that I'm kind of getting at. I'm hoping that my bike riding adventure that I'm about to go on will crash into ins- a gym. Inspires me to, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. No, something like that like, will inspire me to do something else, like start you know, doing push ups every now and then. And we should go work out. Like you're my we life should coach. go work out in his gym one day and, and do a podcast. And do the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that would be hilarious because then That's, you could all just see me like fall on my face and start wheezing. That's what we should do. We could do the uh, podcast first. Yeah. And right. do a workout after. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Where's your gym? Yeah, it's fucking like, far from I here. Say it's, five, it's probably like five hours from here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He called me halfway out. He's like, bro, I'm in Naples. I'm like, not, not yeah, but yes, it is, it is far away. I was like, we not sent them an address. Bad. Not everybody knows that University Drive is. Maybe they confuse it with federal, but it's, well, it's I, I'm a Tamar cracker, so I know. Yeah. University is far. Well, it's funny because I, I was telling Chelsea I was coming I come here. out to your restaurant all the time, though. I know. Everyone, everyone going east is quicker. 
Yeah. It's worth it. It is. You're so, <laughs> yeah, you're so excited. But I was telling, I was telling her and I was, Less I, lights. I was saying, yeah, no, I think I'm going to be down in Coral Gables. And like, she's like, Coral Gables. I'm like, yeah, what? That's like right down the road. She's like, Coral Springs is right down the road. I thought when you texted me, it was Gables. And like, she's like, you drove down there the last two weeks to go to Whole Foods and demo. And I was like, no way I'm going to Gables. I was about to be like, Troy, hey, man, it's been great. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm going fishing coming. today. Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot. And, I was uh, <laughs> but then, and then I checked the thing, and I was like, oh, La Bamba, Coral Springs. All right, cool. We're a good 20 minutes away, a.k.a. 45, a.k.a. an hour, a.k.a. an hour and a half to get home. But that's fine. Yep. That's why Where we're Where were here. you demoing? Uh, our bar in Whole Foods. So it's like you stand okay. there, and it's like, you know, if people, if people don't know, you have so much stuff to, to, to kind of go through. You go to the store for usually the things you need. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't know what kind of shopper you are, but people are like, uh, "I'm a horrible shopper." Right, so it's like, but most people, I'm an in and out. Like, I, I, I don't like to walk around the mall. I don't like, I, you know, hey, right. I need this. I think that's a, a typical guy thing. It's like, hey, we need bananas. We need, uh, a, you know, we need some lettuce and we need some cereal and a case of water. Right, and we'll I'm go, good like that. If we'll I have direction, I can put the blinders on. I can be in and out, and I'm done. Right, but no, when I, I go I to a store and I don't have a goal in my mind, right. I'm done. Let me tell I'm you, like, I'm like, yeah, that looks. Great. I've, and that's that's every carts time. Look full of crap. I've been to demos, and demos are usually about four hours. So I'll get there 11, I'll leave at three. Uh-huh. There are still people there that have a full cart or filling their cart at 11 when I get there that are still fucking there when I leave. Really? And I'm like, man, you have four hours to shop at Whole Foods. And like, they're doing something right because guess what? You go there, and you can get your food. You can eat. Yeah. You have a lot of things. I was going to say, I don't think people down. are doing that at Publix. Now they have bars in some yeah. of these Whole Foods. So you can get sushi, you can get a drink, and you can you can literally hang out there. You can listen to music or do karaoke and pump in a Whole Foods. Yeah. It, it, it literally, it's a, it's a place for entertainment, yeah. which is great. But with so many different things that are there, we have to show up and be like, hey, this is, you know, we have this, like, little area right here in in, in this refrigerator section that you may not look at, but I'm standing here and like, here, would you like a delicious peanut butter snack bar? And mm. they'll be like, oh. So is there peanut, is, so but is there peanuts in it? That. Yeah, and then, then you get the questions, <laughs> be like, oh, this tastes like peanut butter. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I asked you if you wanted a peanut butter snack bar. Peanut butter snack bar. Is the birthday, birthday cake on the shelves? Peanut butter snack bar. Is the birthday peanut butter birthday cake? So the birthday cake bar? is not on the shelf anymore. Oh, because Paula has been upset. Yeah, yeah everybody's she, been upset. She, yeah, yeah. What so happened? the so the uh, it's not so a party. And it's not a party. So we did, no more birthday cake. You did the birthday cake. Um, you know, you test samples, you get everybody's opinion, and then you do it. A lot of things go into that. People are just like, oh yeah, like bang it out. Like, but you have to have the packaging right. You have to have the nutritional information right. So I said, let's just do, let's just do like a fifteen hundred bars just to see, fifteen hundred bars, and we'll put it out to our top three stores, and. The most we've ever seen in like two weeks, they kind of go through it. Gone in four days. That's that was quick. Uh, so not on the shelves in a good way. Yeah, not in a good because they sold, and not right. because you. So Whole Foods, Whole Foods, a different beast. Okay. To get into that process, to get another skew in there, like you kind of prove yourself. So we went from four locations in Palm Beach County with just our best three at the time: cacao, vanilla, and mint. So chocolate, vanilla, and mint. Okay. Mm-hmm. Proved four stores. Amazon bought. Right. Right. When we got in, and we had been in that process for about a year, year and a half. We get in the store. They put us on the shelves. The guy that got us in the store is like, hey, guys, congratulations. By the way, I just got a promotion. I'm moving to Atlanta. So, like, our one guy, our guy, mm-hmm. left. And I was like, well, it's, 
was fun while it lasted. Right. You know? And then once it does settle, the, 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 the local program, which they just kicked out like two, three weeks ago, really focused on stories and focused on the people behind the product and like blew up our pictures and like everybody that's local got, got coverage. And it was really, really cool. And the issue is, is like now you go from four stores then they opened us in Broward, gave us the three stores. And they said, you know what, let's just kick out Miami. And then like literally a month after that, they said, you know what, why don't you guys just do the whole state? Let's see if you can facilitate that. So it's 29 stores. Florida's its own region. So we're in 29 Whole Foods stores. We live here. Our furthest store is in a different time zone in Destin. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's like these things that I once thought never possible are possible, but it's like tough to get to all these different places. And you focus on your wheelhouse. Focus our home base. They looked at us like after a period of time, they said, hey, these are great numbers. How about... You look at these stores in Miami's in Miami because these stores need to be bigger in terms of sales. Like not in a bad way, but they just say, "Hey, you're doing great, but these should be more." And you go in there and you find out why. Like you know, like yeah, my bars are behind that TV. <laughs> you don't even know they're there. Yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm standing here giving you the bars if you can't see them or you don't go in that. Like I, I've been, I've been in the middle of the entire store, like the epicenter of the store at the top of the shelf and you're like, well, here's the reason why no one's buying it. Yeah. I didn't even know it was here. It should be here. eye level where everybody else, where you see the other things that sell that are similar mm -hmm. right next to the, this, 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 and this, that people grab every day. And so it's just part of the process. Yeah. And it's, you know, like the thing with the birthday cake is you go to like our top three locations that aren't whole foods and those guys are crushing through bars and like, you know, we did the 1500 gone. So are they going to come back? Or? Yeah. And that's the okay. other thing. Then it comes down to, it's like what everybody says, like you're doing everything in house. You're doing everything yourself. Cause you want to make sure you do it right. And you want to, you want to keep the quality of the product the way it is as long as you can until you have to expand, whether you expand it internally or you go externally and, and look for another producer or a co-packer or something like that. But mm -hmm. we have a great team. It took a long time to build this team. You know, everything about team and what it looks like and, having the right things and the right people in the right place. And we just kind of said, okay, well, this is going to do well. We're going to have to make this permanent. However, to make it permanent, you have to work with obviously suppliers, just like anybody else. And the suppliers like, Hey, I'm so glad it's going well. It's going to be about a week and a half before we get to you. Cause you're a, you're, you're lower on the totem pole, which is fine. It's just part of the deal. Like if I was ordering 2000 pounds of it, I'd probably be at the top. You know, I'm ordering a lot less than that. So it, it, it's just funny how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just supply chain stuff and distribution. And we try to facilitate everything ourselves and learn the process. So eventually when we train people and we start bringing more people on, you can say, I did this. Like I started wrapping in a cellophane wrapper, cutting the wrap myself with a knife, wrapping the bar and putting a sticker on it and putting a sticker on the back like you would print out like a white label. So every single bar meant like a lot still does it still does no, yeah. but yeah, I mean, no, especially no, when right. you give yeah. one of those away you're like yeah. man yeah. I, no it reminds <laughs> yeah. you when you tell your sampling stories you know like, yeah. and it's crazy because you you know it's like anything else you provide a good or a service and and people you're not going to please everybody that's the ever, truth ever you know like that's especially with I, the peanut allergies today. no and i said you like well, why don't you come up i say no we do have that you know we have an almond butter well i'm allergic to almond butter well yeah and it's like hey you know like maybe this bar isn't for you and that's okay because mm -hmm. guess what? There's 
200 other bars out there. And I, I, obviously, I want people to try Fropro and eat Fropro and love Fropro. And I think we're the best tasting snack bar around. And I don't think that's a biased statement. I just think everything else I've tried, and I've tried a lot. Have you had one? I think we're the best. No, I haven't. We will ship you one. Don't worry. Awesome. Yeah. I was, dropped the ball here. so good. Because I was literally running out. And I, that, no, that's was, that, was, that was on me. I'll go buy one. But uh, Amazing. You know, it's just one of those things. And everything behind it, it's a peanut butter snack bar. And, like, I've ha I've heard the whole gamut of people say, oh, yeah, cool, man. You, like, invented a peanut butter snack bar. And I'm just like, yeah, no, it's a lot more than that. You know, mm -hmm. like, my goal, as you said, is to take this platform and say, yes, we have a great tasting snack bar. This is what we're all about. The second chance, the making the comeback, reaching one person that's like, wow, you flushed your life down the toilet and were a teacher, a blah, 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 and master, blah, 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 blah. And you now took something that you enjoyed and turned it into a hobby, a passion, and now a full-time career. And I don't think of that. I, I, I don't think of it that often. Mm -hmm. And people have to sometimes... Like, people I don't see on the regular, like, hey, man, do you ever just stop and just think? And I sit. If it, it, One time someone asked me, and I got really emotional because where our office is is in the central central part of Boca. I don't share this often because it's kind of dark. But it was on that road when I was coming home from gun club that I thought it would be a good idea to kill myself. Same road. 2010. Where I was like, it would be a lot better if I wasn't here on this planet being a mess that I'm being and causing my mom and my brothers and everybody pain. So when I sit there sometimes, and it's rare that I'm sitting. I'm sitting right now. This is incredible that I haven't gotten up and, like, stretched or done anything. But, like, I sat there and I looked out and I was like, man, never in a million years would I say I'm going to have a peanut butter snack bar slash gym slash podcast slash band practice slash being all, 29 whole foods being 29 whole foods and other hundred retail locations like if you had said that to me i'd be like now i know you're full of shit what, does, pro, pro, what does fro pro mean that's hardcore no thank you for sharing that man. yeah what yeah. does fro pro mean frozen protein frozen protein we don't bake anything we make the batch we put it in the molds and then we package it so nothing is heated. There is no ovens. There is nothing dangerous. It is. We need a lot of freezer space. Refrigeration is key. And that's why we say relax. It's um, you you yeah. got a guy that hosts a podcast, Speechless, though. I mean, that was, I mean, I'm back to what you just talked about. I mean, that's um. good for you. No, I, and you said, you, you talked about it. Like, you know, when you say, you don't say the words, I was saved lightly. And when you said that, I was like, all right, this is, this is my kind of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't like I'm on, you know, I'm a very successful guy and I've done all this stuff and I'm just going to say some random shit. Like when you say something like that, it touches somebody. <laughs> Let's bring it back. It connects people. Yeah. Because there's a period of time and I think a lot of people go through it and some people aren't fortunate enough to walk through some of the hardest things or losing family or losing business or losing loved ones or, or not wanting to be around themselves. And people, there's there's been a lot more talk about suicide or whatever you want to call it, or you know. But like I, you know, I always share that in my story. Like more awareness. More awareness of it, because like the, 
I share that in my story when I tell my story or if I'm speaking to a group of alcoholics or I'm speaking to, you know, somebody that's like, hey, can you speak to my son or whatever? And it's just like, sure, like this is where I was at. I can talk about it now. Back then it was terrifying. And thank God it was terrifying because I was too much of a coward to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I haven't had that thought since. It was a fleeting thought, but I remember it. And I remember it was the thought of calling my mom and saying again, hey, I messed up again. Uh, and, and, and just the thought, you know, of, of, of disappointing somebody that loves you so much, it's rough. And uh, I think it's really awesome that we can talk about that today. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of people go through that or get to that place that don't talk about it, that may not be here anymore, which is unfortunate. And, you know, it's, it brings me to, to just complete side note. Like we were, <laughs> we were driving home one time from, um, every summer we try to go to the beach, even though we live by the beach, we go up to New Jersey before I was even born. My family went there and we were driving home. My mom won't listen to this. So it doesn't matter. She doesn't listen to podcasts. She's like the phone's. It's okay. I won't phone, be offended. The phone is evil. Um, the black every, Yeah. She's always like, everybody's listening. Um, but, uh, she's not wrong. You know, we're driving, <laughs> we, we were driving home and it was my wife, my mom and I, and I was driving and we're talking about this, just the timeline, we're talking about life, we're talking about all these different things. And it got to the point where my mom still thought, and this was probably seven years of me being sober. I just celebrated nine. So it was probably about like two years ago where she still thought it was her fault. Mm-hmm. And that ripped my heart out. A parent's going to do that every time. And I, and, and again, I'm not I can a, attest to that. And I'm not a parent. And I said to her, and even Chelsea, I was like, Barbara, like, <laughs> like I was like, mom, you're the great, you're the greatest mom ever. You did an amazing job. I was totally different than the other two. And like, we had really, really shitty times, but like at the end of the day, like it was all on me. It had nothing to do with you as a parent. And she's like, well, you never said that to me. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry for never saying that. I'm sorry. Like, not like, hey, I'm sorry. Right. You know, but like from the deepest parts of, of like every apology I could ever utter to you, it is not your fault. Like I felt like I was in goodwill hunting. I was like, not your fault. Yeah, was, every time I hear that, I think of that right. scene. It was actually a very powerful scene. Oh, that, I, you know, keep people make fun up. of it sometimes. But it's really every was, time. Yeah. Because, it, it, you know, it's one of those things. And it's, you know, that we hurt, like you, you know, Troy said it earlier, we hurt so many people and, like, we don't care because it's all about us. Yeah. And, I mean, na- and now that we're not there and we're graduating out of that thought process and focusing on how can I be the best husband or the best dad or the best coach or the best podcaster or the best how can I do this the best not because I want people to say I'm the best but because I want to genuinely give it everything that I have and put forth the most effort to do that mm-hmm. just to do it right no just to do it. it's true because I, I mean I look at this show um and yeah I want it to be the best it can be but not for any other purpose than what you just said you know, I mean, it's like, all right, you look at like a Joe Rogan podcast where it's like millions and millions sure. of followers and it's great and it's a great show and, yeah. you know, it's cool. Yeah, I'd love to be on that level. But there's nowhere in my head that I'm going to say, yeah, we're going to get to that level. You know, I just want it to be as good of a show. You know what I mean? And then if it can be, then that's great. Yeah. You know, um, 
But yeah, I mean, I just want to do is like in everything. Maybe that's also the artist in me. I just want to do everything as good as it can be done. It's an extension of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's something you enjoy doing. So for sure, you know, I enjoy doing a lot of things. You enjoy doing a lot of things. And you act like, you know, every time I talk to you, there's something new going on that you want to do. And I'm like, man, like, that's amazing. I don't ever think it's too much. You know, there's some people that can't handle it and they have all these good ideas and they don't do anything. They just spin themselves in circles, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but I think when you have that vision and you have a clarity and you have an awareness of who you are, what you want to do. And again, you may spread yourself too thin, like. No, we're, we're super guess, thin around here. Two people. Yeah. I mean, know. I may not look it, but we're, that's, that's, we're definitely <laughs> no, thin. Man. And that's the thing. And so, you know, we spread ourselves out because we want to yeah. do so much. And it's, you know, we were talking about connection at lunch. And it's like the simplest thing of, you know, my wife and I going on or eating dinner and going on like a two, one, two, three mile walk. Mm-hmm. We work, we see each other every day for business, everything we do. She's very involved and very supportive of everything else that I do and vice versa. But when we go on a walk and there's no phone, there's no nothing, and we're just walking and talking, and it could be about business, it could be about whatever, the connection mm-hmm. there is so much stronger. And, we, and it's funny because, like, her and I talk about it. You know, I learned when I got my life together. I was fortunate I had a one guy that was a, a marriage therapist, and he would give me these, these things to read and to learn and just to be like, hey, man, this isn't about you. If you really want this to work or you want – a relationship or, an, or, or, or or some type of connection with another human being, you have to identify these things, mm-hmm. talk about these things, and, like, be honest about where you're at. And I, I think that's been, like, one of the strongest things. And it sounds like such an old you know, old person thing to say, we're going to go for a walk after dinner, and it's going to be great. Yeah, but maybe sometimes you need <laughs> to do the basic things. And, you know, in this day and age where technology rules all, you know, and everyone's always, like, your neck bent down yeah. looking at a phone and everything, and, you know, whether it's YouTube or, you now with smart TVs, you're – have that the access at your fingertips to anything you want to watch at any given time. Yep. So you are thoroughly entertained in all aspects of your life at all times. It's a challenge to break away from that, right? Because it's got you so ingrained and everyone feels like if they text you and they don't get a response in two minutes, then you're an asshole. Correct. Which I am. I hate that. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like, guilty listen, of doing it. I'm guilty of doing no, it. No, I mean, I ignore texts all the time or like don't return them back all the time just because it's like, you know what? I'm playing with my kids. I'll return that text later yeah. when I'm done playing with my kids or, or when I'm done eating dinner or something like that. And, you know, we're so always when I first got a cell phone, I thought it was cool. And then I quickly realized it was called like the personal locator device mm-hmm. because anyone could get you at any given time, no matter where you were in the world. And to me, that's, it's suffocating. So when you can battle against that and break out and do something like take a walk, leave your phone at home. Yeah. That's liberating. And we can rationalize what we talked about today. It's also for business. I got to do this for business. Yeah. I've been trying to leave it in the glove compartment sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. I leave it at home and today I'm going to go to my son's football game because two games I was behind the bleachers handling what I thought was important Mm -hmm. and I couldn't buy back that time. Yeah. And it's just, or I catch myself doing that against my all, kids all, all the, time. the time. And it's like, when I catch myself doing it, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. My wife's like, do you realize every time that the kids come home from school, you're on the phone? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm working and I'm not at work, but I'm always doing something. They're like, yeah, but I mean, and somebody, we went to a parenting class and they're like, what do you see? What are you doing? Do you Awareness. see what you're teaching your kids that is okay or Correct. not okay? Yep. TJ picked up my phone the other day and there's two girls touching boobies. And you couldn't see the nipples. So I was like, what do you look at? I know. I, I got f- weird friends. And I was like, and that was cool. What's, what's wrong with that? But then when I saw what it was, what, what he was seeing, 
I was like, you know what? Now these things pop up and I'm hitting on follow all the time right now. And all these people right. were important that I had to have these followers and everything. I had to have more likes. Correct. And now I'm starting to see things in a different way. And it's... I've been following stuff. a lot of people on Instagram lately for that reason. Yeah. I'm like, you know, my kids pick up the phone, they're going to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I had to follow this person because they're in my community. Yeah. But maybe that shouldn't be followed. And the world's going to be... Maybe the, I shouldn't be following that person. The world's going to be just fine Correct. without you following them because the, it's the ego... Not your amigo. Exactly. <laughs> Ego's not your amigo, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's one of my favorite parts about this podcast, to be honest with you. My phone is not in this room. Yeah. I can sit down and I can talk to other adults and have a great conversation. Well, he called us adults, by the way, buddy. He did? He said adults. <laughs> we made it. Yes. <laughs> we made it. But that's the thing. It's funny. I, I you know, I, I follow a couple people and, like, you know, it's like you follow somebody, you follow somebody in terms of, like, how they are and who they are. And then one of the thoughts, one of the thoughts was, uh, a dis- disappearing, um, whatchamacallit, uh, disappearing December. Disappearing December, what's that? And it was like a, a thought that this dude just put out. And he goes, I'm not going to honor it because I'm just going to talk about it. And he posts a lot. And like, I, you know, he's one of those guys. And, and it was like, even though my business revolves around media and blah, 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 and all these different things, he goes, I, based on how December plays out and people off and kids off school and this and that, he's like, I'm going to disappear for December. I'm not saying officially yet, but if I disappear from December, that means no, no LinkedIn, no Facebook, no Instagram, no right. TikTok, no Snapchat, no nothing. You've and been challenged, you know. And it's one of those things. And I was like, man, it sounds <laughs> it's tough in the e-commerce business, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like at the same time, it's you do everything and you take that stand. And it's like, okay, you know, is someone going to buy a shirt from somebody else? Maybe. Is someone going to buy another painting for someone? Else? Maybe. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like who are you really doing this for? Mm-hmm. And I, I look the same way. It's like, you know, someone's going to buy another peanut butter snack bar if I don't, you know, am I not on there and I'm not telling my story, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like it's okay to take some time off. Yeah. You know? I have to. Yeah. Like once the, our site goes, our new site goes live Friday. See ya. I got to take some time off. Yeah. I got to do something. And it's we're going to go it's like full circle. So we all talked about what's next for all these, what's next guys. So, <sighs> Man, I'm telling you, it's like just like tons of stuff and tons of plans laid and it's all this, you know, it's like when can, I'm like looking at the next year, I'm like, when am I going to take time off? You know what I mean? I got this scheduled, that scheduled, this scheduled. What's and this? I got Liz in the background going, we, let's take the kids to Universal. Let's just get out of town for a little bit. Let's do, just do something, you know? And I'm like, you're right. We got to do something. I was going to say, you could take them there because it'll make you feel a lot better about yourself because it's the most unhealthy place on the planet, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Oh, see, now the challenges are starting yeah, to come right. toward the end. And see, now, I sat there. Yeah, see, so you peeled back the layers yep. on, on, on that <laughs> at this point, and now you're coming in for the attack. Zing. <laughs> I went there one time, and I only say that because I just sat there and I just was like, man, they're just, it just looked like people go there to be so happy, and there's just so many miserable people that are unhealthy. And I was just like, man. And I'm not the pillar of health, but like, yeah. you know, I was just like sitting there watching people. And it cost me eighteen hundred dollars for one day <laughs> for the four of us. Very expensive. That's Is it not kidding? Because yeah. my kids were gonna fucking freak out. Excuse my language. If we didn't buy the fast pass, that that day was one hundred and twenty five dollars. Talk about the Universal Studios one. Universal Studios. Fast yeah, see, pass. that's why I want to stay at one of those hotels. Yeah, because you get because you can skip the lines and you can show up early in the morning. Right. I think most of them have an hour early entrance, so we go in there an hour early. We're the happy family, by the way. That looks really awesome, <laughs> and we are gone. Two hours after the park opens, we're out at the pool at the hotel yeah. enjoying the pool. 
Right. Where this is not an all day thing. Because we go there for the kids and they spend two hours in line and they hate you. Yes. That's like, the thing. That's what I told Liz. I said, that's the only reason we're doing, the only yeah. way we're doing this is if we stay at one of those hotels. Yeah. So I can enjoy the nice hotel. Correct. Yeah. Right. And then we can skip all the lines. Yeah, get there early, like skip the lines, get out. You can right. do the park in three hours if, if there's no lines. Yeah. If you really want to spring for it, and the only reason I got there is because I was invited, is the Four Seasons. Because let me tell you something. It's right around the street, right, literally, you're mm-hmm. right there. You can hear that choo-choo train that's like, that, maybe, or whatever, whatever ride that is, land to make believe or whatever it is. The Harry Potter thing? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, it's awesome. But is it cool? I, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you're a golfer or not, but it has an amazing golf course. Yeah. It has the craziest lazy river slash kid zone slash Four infinity pool slash. Sounds lovely. Is it part everything. of the universal thing? It's it, no. you have to go under like uh, welcome to the happiest place on the earth and like you go through this tube. And is the is Disney though or Universal? Oh crap! I'm I see. I, I'm not a. I, I'm not well versed in that. That's right. In that world. You know, it's all right. No, but I get maybe where you're coming from. I think maybe it's Disney. I, it might I, be I'm Disney. Not, the yeah. idea is you want to get in there early. Like we stayed at that hotel by Epcot. And we got to walk into Epcot an hour before. All the people are at, waiting in line. At the Four Seasons? One? No, no, no. At, at the hotels that where you get this opportunity to get okay. the, like the fast passes included and the hour early entries included. Okay, yeah. That's where you want to be. Yeah. So any hotel that offers that. Yeah. Or I, go to yeah. the Four Seasons if you, know, we, if, you don't, if you don't have kids. I think the last time. <laughs> I went with, no, I was with, I was with people that had kids and that was the craziest thing. Really? They're like, hey, we're going to put our stuff down here, go in the Lazy River because it goes all the way back. Like there was an adult pool, there was everything. And it was cool. Like, my buddy and I could go sneak away, play golf, come back. You know, my wife and, and, and his wife and the kids were hanging out. And then it was like, okay, cool. Like, what do you want to do? Go to the park? Or no, do you want to do this? You want to do that? You want to grab? Mm-hmm. It was just, it was nice. That's yeah. like when I go to Orlando, I stay at my buddies, and it's like kids pool, adult pool, spa, golf course, gym, great food, different options. I don't ever leave. I don't go to Orlando to hang out at like the eye. Right, I go to hang yeah. out at the hotel and just yeah. be like, I'm at a hotel and I'm just gonna. That's hang the, out. see, that's the really the way I think to, to do Orlando is just like you know, if you go to like a Gaylord Bombs or something like that, like go to the hotel that's really cool and like spend time there because that's really yeah. that's really a good time. May I recommend Rose and Shingle Creek? Just a just a thought. Okay, it's, I wrote that one down last time. It's yeah. a great one. Right. Family owned and operated, independent chain. It's great. Okay, happened to grow up with a guy whose uncle started it, so it's nice. We'll check it out. Definitely, for sure. And, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about Orlando, but, you know, we're probably going to go to Universal. And then got to do something. I need to get Harry Potter train. Get there early. Yeah, we got the kids that are watching Harry Potter now because they've never seen it before. They're six and eight. So, I don't know. Do it. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, guys. Yeah. It has been. Next time we get to work out and eat FroPros. You'll get to eat the front roads before that. Well, before. see, I'll be a bike riding fool by then, so I'll be a little bit prepped. You can ride your bike there. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would take like 10 hours. Were you in Boca? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not riding People my bike People do that. I'm going to get guys like yeah. he rode his bike to Cocoa Beach. No, like, see, wow. I'm, not, I'm not there. Yeah, nope. I'm not there. Sounds sounds yeah. like a fun time for that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride my bike in Coral Springs and stay in Coral Springs. I used to ride my bike from Tamarack to the beach. To the beach. Really? Yeah, with a surfboard on a bike. Get out of here. Swear to God. Yep. Are you my, serious? My mom wouldn't let me on uh, on the bus, the public transportation. So we were several times we rode her, and we thought it was the coolest thing ever to have that kind of freedom. Yeah. To you know, I wouldn't. Can I imagine having my kid do that today? No. No. It's a long way. bike ride. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially with the way traffic is now, it's different yeah. than it was then. Everything's different. It's yeah. crazy. But I don't know. We, uh, my brother used to. We used to drive. He used to have a Volkswagen Bug. And the <laughs> 
like one of those oh, yeah. old school <laughs> drive drive surf to the beach all the way up coast and that thing up to Sebastian all the time. So thank you guys so much for coming in today. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all your experiences. Really meaningful. Yeah, it was um, great to be and, here. Um, if anyone out there hears this, uh, please, there is hope. There is a light, a huge, huge, huge bright light at the end of that dark tunnel you're in right now. Um, go towards that light. There is hope. All right. And um, make your day worth it every day uh, and try to work towards that light. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, man. Your ego is not your amigo. Right? Just do your best. Like God do the rest. Always remember to eat, drink, and be local. Yeah, man. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. We're always connected by water. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you.